welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And this, this is Life Pairings. Because life is hard. We'll pair with alcohol. It's all sparkling water and bushy-tailed mornings for the entire month because this proves we aren't alcoholics, as today's life pairing is Sober October with mocktails. We're discussing tunnels, mocktails, and a couple of roganisms. Ooh, and we have a guest! Special guest! It's <laughs> Hi, ladies. our friend, <laughs> you lover, our friend and yours, Lena Newman! Yay. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for having me back. And this is the first time I've done this the show uh, sober. So oh, us, us too. too. We'll see how. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see how we do. Uh, we might be a wash. We're doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're doing sober October, which is new in our lives. Yeah, and um, I'm just new. doing it today just to try it out. I can't. I'm do actually the whole doing month. it. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm, good. I'm doing it too. I just didn't want to tell you. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm gonna have to find someone yeah, else to I'm... do a podcast with for a few months. <laughs> um we're doing uh yeah we're uh we got some fun ideas for you today we're going to talk about sober october we each mm-hmm. brought uh our own special mocktail so you get three three drinks on this episode yay yeah it's none gonna be fun have alcohol. none of them have Boo. alcohol <laughs> what does uh what does sober october mean to you carla well as I said, it kind of proves to myself and my mom, maybe, that I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, it also makes Thanksgiving kind of awkward. But, you know, right now, Thanksgiving's canceled. So this is a perfect time to do Sober October. Yeah, it's kind of like the one big, like, hoopla of the year. It's kind of like you're not supposed to make it big. And Halloween's mm-hmm. at the end anyway. So if you bust a nut at the end, who gives a rat's ass? You really, yeah. you may, if you can make it 30 days, then <laughs> no one's going to yell at you. Yeah, you're safe. Yeah. Yeah. What it, how about you, Lean? What do you, what um, are you doing it for? Yeah, kind of same as Carla, like, you know, kind of to prove that I can do it. <laughs> since it's been a long time since I've gone a month without the sauce. Also, yeah, it just means I went too hard from January to September and <laughs> need a goddamn break. Need a break. You have an iron will though. Lena one time just read a book and decided she was gonna be a vegetarian and she did it for two years straight. That mm. is true. But that was that was easier, I think. Way easier. Yeah, there's less social pressure to eat meat than there is to yeah. have a, a drink. Yeah, even in Alberta. Even yeah. in Alberta. like it's more you don't drink what the hell? I know. Yeah. And if you like don't have something in your hand, everybody's like, "Get you a drink. Get get you a drink. Are you okay? Get you a drink." <laughs> yeah. Are you pregnant? <laughs> no. Are you depressed? Are you all right? Yeah. You're like, "Yes, no, I'm not pregnant. Yes, I'm depressed." <laughs> They're like, like "Oh, I don't want to talk." I was 12. About <laughs> <laughs> my parents one time when I told them I was quitting my job to do comedy, they were like, "Are you depressed? Is your mental health okay?" And I was like, "No, it's never been First of all, this shouldn't be the first time you're asking me. Second of all, it's never been okay." yeah so everything is normal for me (laughs) and what does uh sober october mean to you Britt? um i am just doing it because i need a break from drinking Mm -hmm. and i have been on i feel like covid i kind of wanted to quit drinking for a little while and i did like i i kind of had a few months in there where i was like pretty good about it yeah Oh boy, but now that comedy's fired <laughs> back up, I've just been on the old uh, stink bus. I don't even know what to call it. I've just been having too much fun. I was just in Toronto, and you can't mm. drink, you can't like be in bars past eleven. So we just bought a bottle of whiskey and went to the park, which is How a total rational reaction. Yeah. To <laughs> can't drink anymore. Let's find a new place to continue drinking. <laughs> exactly. Um, so this, yeah, I've... this goes to prove how prohibition works. <laughs> yeah it just kind of feels nice I, I i'm like i'm give, i'm pumped to have a little break here i think it will do my liver and kidneys and hearts well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and, and i think you're right too um 2020 has been hard for a lot of people and yeah drinking just been like through the roof for a lot of people and it's been a tough year so yeah 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 i think you're totally right i think like i think for some people the covid was like a thing where they were like oh i'm gonna like do take this time to do better but for most people i 
I'd say 90% of people. I'd say like we're just like woo, working from home, drinking yeah. from the driveway. <laughs> yeah, did much worse being at home all those months. Yeah, I yeah. definitely treated it like I treat. You know, when I get to go out with friends and stuff, you get to you know put off a little energy. You know, burn yourself out a little bit. If you don't, if you're doing COVID, just Mr. Wine, and <laughs> you know maybe like 17 episodes of New Girl in one night. <laughs> I like that you don't have bad. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's great. I looked into the psychology of it all. Mm. Um, and it's horrible for us, right? There, it's we should never do it. (laughs) Actually, you'd be surprised. There was, um, there were two very different um things on there. Like, here's the thing with anything. Um, you should always look for the thing you're looking for and then see if you can find a way to contradict yourself because everything is so biased <laughs> right right like of course you want it to be like hmm, this is stupid and then you gotta like just keep looking for sources and find two things that contradict each other and then try to f- go in the middle of them you know that's uh, that's why the world is so divided right now so yeah. i found two very different uh articles one uh from realhealth.com well, first of all, I'll tell you about uh, where this all began. It actually began in the UK as a uh, dry January. Yeah, that's still a big thing. I'm always confused with sober October, but yeah, dry January. We all so the from realhealth.com says the idea of taking a dry month began traction in 2013 after the UK-based group uh, promoted dry January as a way to raise awareness about alcohol consumption. Year by year, the the trend has grown. In 2019, more than 4 million people uh, participated just in Great Britain alone. And then the popularity of Dry January has led to the birth of several other monthly campaigns, including Sober October. And everybody just, sometimes I call it No Drink November. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like you just like. I think the idea behind sober or sorry, dry January was because of Christmas. Well, yeah, you spend right, yeah. so much of your time drunk. You're yeah, literally. Like it's, like, it's basically December 1st to New Year's Day. Yeah, even if you're like a right? Even if you're a proper alcoholic, you need a break in January, especially in England. <laughs> I always, oh, for sure, for oh sure. it's just a wind up so it's like I feel like yeah so that's kind of where it began but mm-hmm. then Sober October was just uh, people trying to do the opposite which was like oh Christmas is coming mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and for the Americans Thanksgiving is in uh, November right so they were just like oh so it started uh, Sober October began down in the states uh, as a sort of a rip off like most things <laughs> like every great television show you're like they already made this in the UK did they <laughs> yeah. they're like we just stole it we just <laughs> yeah so uh this was very much like um yeah they were just kind of trying to do a sober october in october instead of a dry january in january and didn't um joe rogan kind of make it famous cuz yeah. he did it like famously with his buddies on his on his podcast yeah and i think that kind of gave it even more of a boost the, in um, the states because he decided to do it and you know everyone was on board yeah um do you guys listen to the rogan podcast no no <laughs> i hate- <laughs> i do i like it and i'm like it's such a bro culture podcast you know and like it's like so heavily made fun of by like everyone that i love mm-hmm. and then like i had a comic say to me they're like oh i didn't know you hated women and i was like all right <laughs> But uh, uh, I listen to it quite often, and what it's kind of it's just like a it's like a buddy culture kind of thing. And what they did like a sober October, but there was like huge consequences if you didn't do. Okay, yeah. So oh, like, yeah, okay. it caught on pretty well, I guess. Like, yeah, I, I think that's why it's so big here. I think so too. I'd never heard of it before that. Mm. It was basically they were like, if you drink or whatever, then they had to do the punish whatever the punishment was. And I think oh. one was like, we're gonna like shave your body from head to toe, and then like, <laughs> like it was just like a million different things. And it was Burt Kreiser, uh, Tom Segura, Joe Rogan, and Ari Shafir were the ones who originally did the the sober October challenge. But yeah, so there's the psychology is is pretty interesting because well, psychology and physiology because the physically. If you are drinking a quart of vodka a day, mm-hmm. you need to talk to a doctor before you just 
kick the bucket. Yeah. Like, you know that's what, what, what I mean? that's what happened to Lemmy. Yes. The, he they told him not to stop they told him to not to stop drinking because he would probably Oh die. yeah. But if you're just somebody who's drinking like, you know, you're having a three or four, five drinks a day, well, it's like you should ease out of it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not going to kill you. It's actually really good for you to stop. And it encourages you to go like, oh, holy fuck, I was drinking a lot. Right. I need to chill out. Yeah. So, but if you're drinking vodka from the toilet tank in the morning, <laughs> don't stop. Talk to a doctor yeah. first. Because yeah. it says like it's, 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 um, it can throw off your heart. It can throw off your, a bunch of different stuff. For the majority of people, very good for you. But it's like if you're don't it's just like anything like don't go from hot water to cold water mm-hmm. don't just jump it well unless you're at a norwegian those, spa yeah one of those fancy spas <laughs> then go to maybe you know, from couch to marathon don't couch to marathon in one day yeah just yeah. build up to it or there like slowly go. slowly ease off of it you know what i mean mm-hmm. so and it is it is it can be bad for you if you're if that's your thing you know what i mean right but there's a lot of benefits like to like even if you're a person who only has like maybe two drinks a day which <clears throat> this is very funny like what people consider being an alcoholic <laughs> is like not a relevant test in alberta right you know, or like the government considers <laughs> what an is, is... <laughs> it like doesn't quite add up like no. i went to the pharmacy and he was just like having me fill out a questionnaire before i like he just was like trying to get to know me because i went to new pharmacy the pharmacist was like, uh, how many drinks do you, would you say you had a week? And then I was like, uh, he's like, uh, one to two. <laughs> You're like an hour. And I was like, and then I was like, <laughs> and I like pointed up and he was like, five to seven. And I was like, <laughs> and he was like, oh, just tell me the number. And I was like, just put a lot because I can't. Depends no. on my mood, right? You can't. Yeah, nobody counts at a certain point. Yeah. Everyone and everyone—they expect everyone to be lying, anyways. Yeah, exactly. Sure that, I always—I be- say seven to ten. Yeah, yeah. Which well, sounds like a lot, but it's a lie. I drink more than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say like I, I'm like, well, in the week I probably, um, you know what, Monday to Friday, honestly, I probably do have seven to ten. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Friday. And that's like one or two a day. That's nothing. Friday to Sunday. <laughs> a, little, a little bit more yeah maybe i oh, see i'm the opposite i'm one or two on the weekend and 17 on the tuesday night <laughs> just little Party. falls apart on tuesday <laughs> so i'm just crying in front of new girl and with a bag all dressed being like this is fine this you're is like, friends <laughs> like zooey de chanel you spell your name wrong <laughs> uh, what is wrong with you zooey zooey we love you <laughs> i loved your sister emily with the proper spelling of her name in the tv series bones <laughs> Woo. Okay, i used to love that show well, oh, love then it went show. then it went off the rails Oh, I can't even. I think it's still on. I think it probably. <laughs> I think it's been on for like twenty five years. Oh boy, this gets off the old rails quickly. <laughs> yeah. oh. um, we don't even edit, need alcohol edit. for that. <laughs> Here are some significant health benefits of sober October. All right, ladies. Mm-hmm. This is old teacher Brittany Let's getting back it. on the old train. <laughs> Improved nutritional in, uh, intake. Alcohol can interfere with the absorption of cri- critical nu- or cri- see, yeah, critical nutrients such as vitamin B. Your digestive system actually may work better. Oh, um, a more satisfying sleep. Alcohol can reduce the depth of your sleep, disrupt normal REM cycles. You may be surprised how good a month of sober rest feels. Um, mm. healthier vital signs and organ function. Research has shown that the month, <laughs> oh, of, el- the month <laughs> of alcohol abstinence can reduce your insulin uh, resistance, blood pressure, and growth factors that contribute to cancer formation. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Stronger know, disease. making me <laughs> depressed. Brittany, this is making me sad. You guys, how is this making <laughs> we're doing these are the things we're doing. Yeah, we'll be doing this for 31 days. <laughs> And then our vital signs will be broken again. Yeah. 
You can tell this is an unhealthy podcast because I'm like, I'm like, hey guys, look at all the health things, and you guys are like, Brittany, <laughs> like, stop it. This is how my family treats me at Christmas when I'm like, you guys, I want to talk about shit we're all doing wrong, and everyone's like, fucking Debbie Downers here to bum us all out. Um, stronger disease resistance. Uh, since Ooh. regular drinking appears to impair immune function, you might enjoy a welcome boost of disease resistance during sober October. Oh, that's a so long shot. So not drinking will prevent COVID, do you think? Sure. Yeah. Put I don't drink. know. Donald Trump doesn't drink and he got COVID, so I'm going to go the opposite way. Yeah, he doesn't drink and he also injects bleach and still COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm going to not I think the jury's bleach. out on whether or not he actually has COVID. I think it's a sympathy thing. Dude, I think it's a sympathy thing, too. I There's think... no way he just, like, got, got COVID right after the... I don't know, because all of them have got it now. Oh, yeah, like the entire Republican Party. <laughs> I'm sure he actually does. The timing seems so sketchy. It does seem very so suspect. America. America, the television series. <laughs> coming, is this, this the this season year. finale? Yeah. Series finale? Yeah. Yeah, this is the series finale. This is it. Guys. What are we doing, oh. a podcast down again? Oh, God. It's <laughs> hot drinking. See what's happening? Yeah, that would be totally crazy. crazy. We always sound like that? I think so. <laughs> I think actually the booze just brings it down a level, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, now we're yeah. just like, crazy. We, oh, God. We're unhinged. We're unhinged. <laughs> well, all these clear thoughts are running through my mind. I know. <laughs> That's another benefit to not drinking. Clearer thinking. A month of sobriety can eliminate a foggy effect that has a the routine drinking has on your... Uh, throughout your process uh for some it can feel as though a cloud has miraculously lifted actually you know what my brother doesn't drink and he um he talks about that all the time about how when he quit drinking it mm-hmm. felt like that daily fog that he was in and out of he said like oh, like the feeling of the fog not being there was like incredible yeah and if i quit drinking for a little bit that is something that i can really relate to like there's just like a fog of your brain that sort of lifts that you're yeah. not constantly battling like being so bogged down right yeah you do feel clearer yeah it's um yeah that's something i will say that that's a thing uh better control uh control over weight and physical fitness i would agree with that mm-hmm. well finally staying sober for a month can help break your regular drinking habit so you might find it easier to moderate your drinking once you resume so right. they're basically saying, like, hey, yeah. like, you don't have to continue this forever, but it will, like, kind of put your mind in a, in a, the frame of mind, like, cool, whoa, I was drinking a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. now that I'm not drinking, now that I went from, like, n- a lot to nothing, when you go back to, like, having a drink, you're like, some people find that it's a little easier to get through it that way. Well, and also I think it probably um allows you to sort of rethink some of your activities your hobbies and stuff if everything is you know revolving around alcohol yeah you can kind of take that time to go like oh actually i really like golfing no that's not yeah actually i went golfing sober yesterday did you it was super fun i actually really like golfing and normally i'd be like six beers in but our whole crew no one was really drinking this month um Yeah, it was great. We all had a ton of fun. We just played nine holes, but um, yeah, it was really fun. It's great. It was a fun day. And I was worried because normally that is a drinking um, kind of activity. Definitely yeah. for me anyways. Well, um, the theme yeah. of this podcast is that we can turn everything into a drinking activity, which I feel like <laughs> well, is our true. downfall mm-hmm. um, in life. But, <laughs> but that's the thing is like you like you do realize, okay, that was actually a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, this is actually a good game. And actually, when I'm drinking and playing golf, I don't feel like playing golf. I feel like drinking. Yeah, right. you have to go to the bathroom all the time. So you're constantly looking mm-hmm. for, like, the little outhouse, which is gross. And yeah, you're not paying right. attention. You can't find your ball. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so kind of a much. shit show. Uh, the, uh, the answer to your question is sober October good for you is, uh, I'd say, yes. For most people, it is really good for them. For Yay. some people, uh, it is. Um, they kill you. Yeah, if you're that far gone with it you're not like i'm gonna do sober october yeah you know you're kind of you're not putting your you're not putting your marker on the vlt machine for a month and fucking (laughs) skipping dodge you're like i think we have signed up for a lifetime of hurt um but yeah i feel like uh, for the most part ladies good 
Yay! Sounds good. Sounds like a positive thing. Carla? Excellent. All right. Well, I'm going to talk today about when you force people to do something. Now, this is not forcing you to wear a mask. This is That's a different situation. But forcing you to stop drinking forever or for the foreseeable future. So we're talking about Canadian prohibition and specifically getting into Moose Jaws tunnels of bootlegging. Moose Jaws, home of the moose. (laughs) Yep. And the jaw. And the jaw, too. Also, his jaw. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm a huge fan of underground tunnels in cities and stuff. And, like, Edinburgh has some amazing ones. Yeah, yeah. I've been to... Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. No, that's okay. Yes. Um, (laughs) They're great. Full of history. They are great. And also scary. I also put some in my books. Just a shameless plug here. Uh, In my book, Akasif, on Amazon. Available on Amazon. There's some titles. And my upcoming book. Download Carla's book, Akasif. Yeah. Um, And my upcoming book, Sleep When You're Dead, also has Vancouver tunnels. So... Then I found out that there were tunnels in Moose Jaw. We're going to get into it. But just like Edinburgh, it's all a lie. Ooh. Yeah. But let's talk about Canadian Prohibition first. (laughs) Prohibition was started by temperance workers who saw alcohol as the problem of society. Basically because there was no social welfare system. So I think that's a very good point in that I never had thought about it that way. They just blamed alcohol for all the problems rather than the fact that maybe people were poor, had shitty lives and really needed a drink at the end of the day. What year was oh. this in again? This was like late 1800s. Oh, okay. So, in Canada in 1898, a national plebiscite took place with a majority of 13,000 votes in favor, but Sir Wilfrid Laurier decided that that wasn't enough of a majority. Oh, what a this guy sounds like a prick. <laughs> yeah. But also, because Quebec had voted against it. Oh, of course. And they, then they couldn't go <laughs> Quebec doesn't agree with the rest of Canada. <laughs> so they get to decide. Um, but because of this whole, like, lo- what they call local option, much of the country was already dry by then because provinces were allowed to decide whether they wanted to be dry or not. Okay. Uh, first province was PEI in 1901 to enact prohibition and then during World War One, the rest of Canada including Yukon and Newfoundland because Newfoundland was not part of Canada I thought Yukon was I still am a little confused on that one but it was seen as a patriotic sacrifice you know so we could send whiskey to the war I don't know oh. I guess they'd need it I would. Th- I think they. Ha- I didn't find out, but I'm guessing in World War One, which is like the worst, like a very, very bad war to be in. You should be drunk at all times, or on heroin, or something. You'd have to be. Unlike other wars, <laughs> <laughs> those trenches were not fun. Unlike the Korean War, World War One sucked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you seen uh, a gangrene in a foot? It's it's not fun. Also, oh, that's very boring. <laughs> I might need to pour whiskey all over it. Yeah, there you go. That's what we're doing. We're sending yeah, that's it to that. Medical. <laughs> Medical purposes. That's what, it ta- that's what it takes to make people take war seriously. Have you guys, <laughs> you guys know about gangrene? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No more war. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's like that episode of Family Guy where the guy gets stabbed, he's in jail, and he, like, decides to take a knife and, like, poke himself with it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, oh, Jesus Christ, is this what I've been doing to people? <laughs> he's like, oh, my God, that hurts. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, the, comp- the laws were kind of complicated between national and provincial. The majority of provinces had closed drinking establishments and the sale of alcohol as beverages except in private dwellings in a lot of places, and some provinces, domestic wine was exempt. Uh, doctors could also give you a prescription for alcohol. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. nice. It's kind of like marijuana, like when it yeah. first started being, like, sort of exactly. reached as, like, a medical need. Yeah, and apparently there'd be, like, huge lineups just before Christmas <laughs> to, you know, get that prescription. So, uh, 
you don't have to do Christmas sober. Um, <laughs> they're nice. just like, do you know what's so funny is they're like, uh, can I see a doctor? What's it about? My mother-in-law. Like everyone's doing <laughs> like, like, <"Hey>, <laughs> Prohibition ended in 1919. So it did. It really didn't last for very long. Sort of World War One started in 1914. Um, BC voted to be a wet province. <laughs> in 1920-21 although my own note here the laws are still in place today we just got happy hour like in the last couple of years so NBC? yeah really uh, you weren't allowed happy hour before no in 1927 the rest of the provinces had pretty much ended prohibition except for pei so pei started uh-huh. in 1901 and it ended in 1948 oh, wow Jesus. the long haul yeah. Now I've never been to PEI. Has anybody? No, me neither. No, I'd I've... love to. I'd l- I haven't been to anywhere in the east, and I'd love to go. I just visited Halifax for the first time last year. Nice. I did Newfoundland there. two years ago. That place is definitely not dry. Uh, I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> no. <with PEI. laughs> nor is nor is Halifax. Halifax is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're consuming. So the exciting or beneficial thing for Canada was that America had much stricter laws uh, from 1920 to 1933. They had, like, pretty much complete prohibition. Um, But liquor, even when it was, even when we had prohibition, it could still be produced. It just had to be exported. So you couldn't drink it or sell it in Canada. You can sell it anywhere else. So, hey, when we sell it down south there to our little friends, uh, it's not our problem if they take it and then it's illegal there. We were just offering a service. Right. <laughs> Making <laughs> money. Yeah. So lots of ports, lots of border areas. There's lots of places, obviously, if you're not from Canada, um, a lot of our cities and towns are on the border with America. Mm-hmm. And so that's perfect place for smuggling. That's where so, Nicki Minaj got the inspiration for that song. She's like... <laughs> I'll be fucking with that wet ass province. <laughs> um, I believe it's Cardi B. Oh, Cardi B! <laughs> God damn it! God damn it. Oh. oh man! And her name is an anagram of Bacardi. Nerd. No, just joking. <laughs> is it actually? Yeah, Cardi B. I think so. That I'm no oh, actually, that doesn't make sense. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. I take that back. Mm. I'm a loser. Carla's hip to the okay, to the well, groove. I didn't know it was on No Such Thing as a Fish podcast, so I just stole it from there. They said it a lot funnier than I did. Anyways, <laughs> this led to great economic benefits in Canada because a case of whiskey cost fifteen dollars in Quebec and could be sold in New York City for one hundred and twenty. Oh, nice! Oh, I know. I want to get it on that. Um. So they were fucking with that wet ass province. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel Bronfman, who fled Russia in 1889 due to anti Semitism, moved to Wapella, Saskatchewan. <laughs> hey, home of the anti Semites. Sure? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I know how to say Saskatchewan, but I panicked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he set up a hotel in Manitoba and then he founded the Distillers Corporation in Montreal in 1924. And even when they were running this uh, very successful liquor corporation, whatever you want to call it, in Montreal, they were using their connections in Saskatchewan in their small border towns and setting up bootlegging operations into America. These guys are the people that later went on to create Crown Royal, which oh. is in episode eight canada yeah sorry (laughs) i did i was truly because that's they in manitoba right and the Mm, yeah i'd be member seagram that's the company they that i think he helped found right and they it was a gift to the king and queen who were visiting canada yeah and then so here's the theory was that there was these network of tunnels in 1908 in moose jaw for an underground steam system now, this is the same time when a lot of Chinese rail workers were working on the Canadian Pacific Railway, but because of yellow peril and people being assholes and expecting them to pay head tax, again, episode 
eight. Check out that about head ta- uh, Chinese head tax. Um, they would use these tunnels as a place to hide. Another thing would be that for them to come over from China into Canada, they'd have somebody called like somebody. Uh, they would have people called coolie brokers who would lend them money for the passage, and then they would have to work for them until they could pay off their debt. And then once they had their debt paid, they had no home. Like they had nothing set up and then they had no job. So in theory, that's where why they ended up in these tunnels. And then it, in the 20s, it made for a perfect time for running the rum. The rum they, rubber. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they would warehouse them and then ship it to the U.S. via the Sioux Line Railroad. Uh, also, they think maybe it was used for prostitution and gambling which the police turned an eye to blind eye to uh so they you can go and visit these tunnels as part of a tourist attraction but here's the thing they are not a hundred percent sure that this is a real thing (laughs) okay that makes it yeah i know there are remains of passageways and secret chambers that have been found in old downtown buildings but no, like, specific tunnels. They, you know, people, they talk about sort of Al Capone visited. Well, there's no proof that he was actually ever there. Chicago is or was connected to Moose Jaw through this Sioux Line Railroad. So it's definitely likely that that's where alcohol would have been transported through. Right. Um, so definitely probably some pro- some bootlegging going on. Whether there's tunnels, I don't know. Because the ones that you can go as a tourist attraction, they just, they dug them for that purpose oh yeah oh (laughs) so you know like most things i mean like it's a tourist attraction it's a fun Mm -hmm. like historical thing anything to get anybody interested in moose jaw saskatchewan (laughs) at all yeah it's a hard sell yeah (laughs) yeah true although i'll tell you this i have a joke about moose jaw saskatchewan in my act and every time i bring it up i go moose jaw and then like 40 people from the audience will go woo moose jaw (laughs) and i go you guys from moose jaw and they'll go nah regina (laughs) (laughs) anytime anybody's from like close to moose jaw like that's like if somebody was just like cold (laughs) cold creek and we were like yeah cold creek (laughs) yes from cold creek no, 14 hours south. We're from Calgary. <laughs> we just love towns in Alberta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a pride in, in Saskatchewan that I long for. Mm. They do love their province. They yes, love it. They love it. It's very good, good football team. They have a mediocre football they team. A, they a, have a football team. <laughs> they are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but that was partial correctness. <laughs> uh, but they got a lot of they got a lot of oomph, you know, a lot of yeah. Is the case? Oh, yeah. They're yeah. wild out there. Goddamn so wild. maybe they did get to hang out with Al Capone in the 1920s. Maybe I hope so. Who knows? Yeah. Well, is that is that is that the history, Carla? That's the little history story. Excellent. You like it? I have a news story for you. Mm. This is more focused on the uh, the uh, fact people are trying to make uh, beer. They're trying their bestest. That's not alcoholic. That tastes like alcoholic beer. Budweiser specifically put out a, la- a couple of years ago the Prohibition beer. Yeah. They have now pulled the Prohibition from the shelves. Oh. They have replaced it with Budweiser Zero. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, and it's brewed in Canada, in London, Ontario. Oh. And the thing is, is that the Prohibition really wasn't very good. Like, I no, did try it. No, it was not. It was not. I had never tried it, but I heard that from so many people. That it was just gross. Like, and Budweiser yeah. truly is, like, it's pretty, like, run-of-the-mill tasting regular old beer. But yeah. it does, it is a smooth lager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's tried and true. It's tried and yeah. true. And... Uh, this wasn't they didn't get it right no. so they've actually they, they've come up with a new recipe it's called Budweiser Zero it's alcohol free and it uses the same uh, proprietary yeast as Bud Lager oh. same malt and hops combinations and the same beechwood aging mm. so okay so it should taste more more authentic uh, so it yeah. says it says uh, 
the improvement with zero over prohibition is due to the technology. Michael Tham Labat, head of educationing, educationing. <laughs> mm. That sounds about right in Budweiser land. <laughs> I'm educationing. <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was my impression of a stupid robot. Uh, <laughs> Our brain cells are just going away with all the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out we needed it the whole time. I feel like Bender off of Futurama. I'm like, I, I just run off of booze and when you take it away from me, I'm like, I'm trying to education. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyways, this is Michael Tham said uh, he's the Labatt head of education um, is saying that this is their new approach. They're trying to get something that is uh, similar to uh, the original Budweiser, and uh, when when they made the prohibition, they removed alcohol uh, during the ferment fermentation, but it was stripped the flavor away. With zero, right. it's it's evaporated. The alcohol is gently evaporated instead of removed. So how was it removed in the? Okay, oh, boy. <laughs> you just witnessed me try to read the word education. So I, <laughs> no, I, I just think it's funny. They're I don't know if like, I can break it down for you how the fermentation process I'm was. I'm guessing that it probably is quite sa- the same, but they were like, look, this one tastes better. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one evaporates and one was removed by an evaporator. <laughs> totally different. Um, I don't think I've ever mentioned on this podcast, but I had to be sober for three months back in 2018. Yeah, that's right. That's correct. Do some, do some brain stuff. Um, I had a brain tumor. It's I know. I was like, I was like, I don't know if you can. Um, yeah, you not tell them now. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I had a a men- meningioma, which is like when you have a brain tumor on the outside of your, like the the layer outside of your brain. Anyways, so I had to go have alcohol for three months, and I tried out all of the different uh, non-alcoholic beers and non-alcoholic wines. And I'll be honest, it was not good back then, but I hear that it is getting better. So that is good. Yeah. There, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of different new, uh, pretty cool, uh, versions of drinks, which leads us to the next part of our programming schedule, Mm -hmm. the cocktail part, or if I may, the mocktail part. (laughs) Yay. We've done something fun here today for you because Lena is a guest on the show. We thought it fun for everybody to pick a mocktail of their choosing and uh, tell us a little bit about it. Who wants to go first? Lena, as the guest, do you want to? Or I, can... <laughs> I can go too. Well, yeah, no, I can I can go. Um, so, yeah, Carla, you've probably tried a bunch of the, um, the ones I've tried mm. in the last five days. I've tried like 10 times. <laughs> I'm just like constantly at the at co-op, just like buying non-alcoholic. <laughs> um, but I think you're right. I think they um, there's there's like a whole variety. There's like co-op is just there's a whole section of just of non-alcoholic beer and a lot of craft beer. Yeah, it was not just like what was it? Dr- old, like Molson, oh. you know, like the Molson. Yeah, they're... it's like so old school. It's like it's been around for forever since. The and there was a green one with like a green label that starts with a D. Like I want to say Drew. Oh, there's like Oduls. Oduls, that's the one. Yeah, Oduls rules. Yeah, like all of those. So there, there is all that. Of course, is still there. But then there's also like, well, currently Brittany and I are drinking a Village, uh, from, which is a Calgary, brewery. What's it called there, Britt? It's called the Village Local, and it has a yeah. uh, non-alcoholic pale ale, and it has 35 calories and oh. seven carbs. That's good. So it's actually... Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. And it's nice. Yeah. Because some of the beers, um, you still get the same amount of calories, which is... Yeah. It's fine, but if you're kind of... If you're wanting to, like, lose weight or kind of get rid of those empty calories, you're just... You might as well drink real beer. Yeah. <laughs> Or, like, have it taste good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there's seven carbs, three grams of sugar. Uh, the salt's a little high with uh, 75 milligrams, but it's honestly, it's, like, really not too bad for you. And the ingredients include water, malt, yeast, hops, sodium, uh, benzate to preserve the freshness. And that's it, man. She's pretty, yeah. she's pretty old natural. Yeah, okay. it's a pretty good one. So that's probably the best one i've found in the last few days yeah 
I think I I remember Grolsch having a really good one. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure that would be good too. And yep. also Erdinger. Oh yeah. Erdinger, the alcohol free, which is spelt all German and fucked up. Yeah, that's really good. And yeah, that's been around that forever. Yeah, that's like a real beer. Yeah, yeah. that that would taste really really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one though, I gotta say, Lean, good pick. This it's is not a, bad. This is and nice. you can get them at your local co-op. Your right. local in co-op, Calgary co-op grocers. <laughs> Yeah, it's from Village Brewery. It's honestly like, like you guys said. It, I mean, they've they've kind of been all over the map in the last couple of years. But I think there's sort of a push, certainly with the hipsters and stuff in this generation. I think is trying mm-hmm. to ease yeah. off the booze and the sadness that our parents dumped on us and their parents yeah. dumped on them from the war. The <laughs> we're trying, trying to, to break just, the cycle. Yeah, we're trying to break the cycle with just gentrification and the <laughs> removal of alcohol. Uh, we've also been removing meat from things lately too. Yeah, everything's bu- yeah, everything's, beyond meat, beyond yeah, yeah. alcohol. I mean, I guess this is just a sign of the technology that we can, you know, use technology for good, exciting things and stop making phones bigger and smaller. That's we don't need any more of that. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um yeah, so this was pretty good. Uh Carla, did you want to tell us about yours? Sure. I made a sparkling pineapple mocktail. Uh, I made a little video of it because I was so excited. It, <laughs> put it in, I put it in a mason jar because oh yeah, hipster. I know it's got ice, it's got pineapple juice, obviously. Uh, and then I, you're supposed to put in um, Sprite, but I don't have any, so I just use Lacroix lemon and then uh, grenadine. So it's actually kind of looks like our tequila sunrise that we did before. Oh, Ooh, nice. yeah, it has that, yeah, that grenadine flavor. Very cool. Mm. Brittany? I I went classic. Ooh. I went with the classic Shirley Temple. Oh, nice. Because I can remember this as a kid, and I was, as, as we were making them this evening, I uh, had a little giggle because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, isn't this just a nice way to condition children to drink? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, hey, you're eight and at a party you shouldn't be. (laughs) But that doesn't mean we're not going to make you not feel welcome. How about you set up the old bar with Uncle Teddy, who's not your uncle, and he'll fire you up a mocktail. That's what a Shirley Temple is. It is uh, what Shirley Temple is. Is it, well, the original Shirley Temple is just uh, ginger ale and grenadine. That's all it is. But I always remember it with orange juice. I know. I had that. Yeah. I remember there being a red straw for some reason. Yeah, always the little red cocktail. Yeah, yeah. cherries. Oh yeah, and the maraschino cherries. So we had um, instead of uh, instead of the original, I, we spiced it up with a little orange juice, which looks again similar to the uh, tequila sunrise. <laughs> but it is the um, yeah, it's just it's kind of like a fun little drink for kids. That's kind of what it was. And Shirley Temple was an American actress, singer, dancer, businesswoman, and diplomat later on in life. Oh, I didn't know that. Hollywood's number one box office draw as a child actress from 1935 to 1938. Wow. So just after Prohibition. Just after Prohibition. And actually, it's funny. Shirley Temple, here is uh, just a little bit, a little tidbit, uh, is a non-alcoholic mixed drink traditionally made with ginger ale and a splash of grenadine garnished with a maraschino cherry. However, uh, Shirley Temple didn't like the drink. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, she it had the nothing diva. to do with her. Yeah. No, she didn't create it. She didn't love it. It was truly a bartender at a Classen's restaurant in West Hollywood, California. Because Shirley Temple was like in that Hollywood scene, she was already re- always around al- adults. Right. They were always drinking, so he made it to serve to her. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, and she so was like, like, "No, I'll take a whiskey on rocks as per normal when I'm an eight year old child." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Also, but I need she... a side of heroin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that was that was her image, though. Was like uh, Shirley Temple was clean cut. She was like uh, America, just as American as pie. Like she was mm-hmm. supposed to be like a clean cut, good family fun, and she was kind of in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of an iconic look to her face. You see her, and you're like, oh yeah, oh that's Shirley Temple. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, curly uh, hair. So she actually was interviewed in 1986. Good year, ladies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's the year Lena and I were born. But she actually did an NPR interview with uh, Simon Scott in 1986. 
and they asked her about the drink and she said oh that's saccharin sweet icky drink <laughs> yes <laughs> so she she really didn't uh, she said i don't i didn't like them what does she say here she says those were created probably in the mid-30s by brown derby restaurant so she claims it was a different restaurant and she said uh in hollywood and i had nothing to do with it but all over the world i've served that people think it's quite oh. funny i oh, hate them God. too sweet for me Temp- uh, temple brought upon a lawsuit to prevent the it being a bottled soda version of using her name oh which actually you know what yeah, yeah. you guys. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Like, don't quit using my likeness to sell your shit drink. I don't like. Yeah, but it. I I attach a lot of fun family memories to it. Yeah, I, I remember I had one until I came to Canada. Yeah, and yeah, I I never had had one until I was. They just give you guys shandies over there. Yeah, <laughs> you just get straight beer. <laughs> <laughs> a can of Newcastle Lager. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott, like I had to put a little hair on your chest. You're like I'm an eight year old girl. <laughs> uh, any interesting facts they'd like to uh, dole out? Well, I'd heard about this this idea going around to have like a non alcoholic brewery. Oh, whoa! Like so, it would be for like I don't know a meetings. I have no idea who would go to this, but <laughs> yeah, maybe that's more of a hipster thing i can't find anything on it though now but i swear i heard about it do you know what it up in my brain that's a great idea because i gotta tell you i I do have a lot of friends that don't drink and that's actually just like a really fun nice sunday out to like go to the brewery it's kind of a hipster fatty thing now that happening in canada certainly i mean there's like 43 breweries in every city Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and it would kind of be nice to like go and sit outside and have a beverage somewhere that was kind of that environment yeah i mean it would be it would be kind of neat during sober October. Yeah. <laughs> no, for well, sure. I know. I'm sure there a lot of people would. I think a lot of people would catch on to that, man. Would, uh, get it. Uh, yeah. There is kind of a movement right now. Um, I think it's called Sober Curious. Sober Curious. Okay. Which <laughs> makes it sound much sexier it than it is. But <laughs> it's kind of all about, you know, taking the time to not drink. That's where a lot of these mocktails are coming out. There's That's kind of a new fad. And also that that then you want to be mindful when you're drinking. So rather than uh, just yes. like throwing back a beer, you're actually like tasting it, enjoying right. it. And not just drinking for the purpose of getting wasted. Exactly. Do yeah. You know yeah. So. And if you're somebody who truly does enjoy alcohol and enjoy drinking and stuff, much like anything else, like sometimes when you, you know, get off eating like a shithead, you know, like you just eat reasonably and then you all of a sudden you have like a steak on Friday. It mm-hmm. tastes unbelievable because mm-hmm. you haven't been mm-hmm. like over consuming all week long and, you know, like shoveling shit into your mouth. You're just like, you know what? I ate boiled chicken and raw vegetables yeah. all week. Now steak and yeah. potatoes taste unbelievable. Yeah. And it's a treat yeah. instead of like. Yeah. Just like a, an expectation almost or just a. Make it a treat. Sarah Silverman. <laughs> Yeah, our favorite our favorite comedian Sarah Silverman. That's something that was <laughs> that just made no sense. Brittany was mouthing it to me. <laughs> I just go I just and I go, ruined everything. I just whispered make I just whispered Sarah Silverman over the thing and then Lena just went, Make it a treat. Oh, that was my fault. That was my fault. But no, that's uh that's uh, Sarah Silverman quote that we always try to Yes, make it all a treat. Make it all a treat. Oh. Make everything special. Don't overdo it. Yeah. Also, it's not a treat anymore. Including Sober October. Yeah. So, and also, I want the world to know that I'm getting a new chair tomorrow. So, right now. I'm excited for you. This <laughs> is the ahead. last episode yeah. where my back is going to be spasmic uh, because I have purchased on sale a second hand from the dumpster. No, I bought a. <laughs> I bought a nice new chair. It's my first office chair I've bought. Every other one I've just gotten from uh, just from uh, my parents' garage or whoever had an office chair, you know? This one's red. It says Brittany on it. I had Brittany lacing the bomb embroidered on it. That hasn't been approved. For only an extra $250. (laughs) There's a hole cut out so I can just poop where I sit. There's a massage feature. Everything you could ever want from a chair, really. 
amazing. Sounds so, fabulous. Well, you should say thank you to your chair. You know what? Thank you, chair, for fucking making my back hurt more than it normally would if I didn't hit me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Thanks for yeah. nothing, you prick. I mean, <laughs> in all honesty, make it a treat and be grateful. So I'm grateful for this chair. You know, it's making me mm. appreciate maybe greener pastures. Yeah. I appreciate your brand new chair tomorrow. You guys, this exactly. is the most drunk I've sounded, and I have not had <laughs> I, know, I don't even know what I'm saying, and I haven't had a lick <laughs> of alcohol. Lick of alcohol. In five okay. fucking days. <laughs> <laughs> Both of our skin is beaming, though. Oh, we look well, great. But I'm too hilarious to care. Cause... Yeah. <laughs> I just looked over at the table, I was like, you know, you look like a fresh, so do, you know, honestly, Brittany, fresh-faced infant. <laughs> You're looking just gorgeous. You're Simply stunning. The face of a baby, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, this has been a this has been a long, uh, sometimes not coherent, yes. but maybe nonsensical, my, nonsensical mm. trip from the Netherlands. You know what? Though, truly, uh, this has been one of my funnest. Uh, I've had a lot of fun this week, so thank yeah. you very much. Yes, thank you so much yeah. for having me. It's been fun. So. Uh, you go out there, enjoy your sober Octobers. We'll meet you in November. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, probably next week when we're drinking again. So- <laughs> <laughs> no, let's be we will be back with an episode next week. Don't worry. I'll ha- I'll take on the drinking sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, because we do do this every Thursday. And uh, we, we're so happy you came here uh, and joined us. Please like, subscribe, hit the button. Uh, wave a flag outside your house that says we love uh, life pairings. All of the things. Uh, we need your support and we certainly appreciate it. So uh, you can go uh, on all of our socials and, and hit all those things. And then also we have a website. A website! And it is www.lifepairingspodcast.com And on that website, top right corner, there's a little button that'll take you to our Patreon. Patreon. What is a Patreon, you ask? <laughs> well, friends, uh, that's where you go for bonus features. What kind of bonus features, Carla? Well, we've got a couple of episodes up there. Uh, one on bonfires, which is a which is a dumpster fire, but oh, very funny to listen to. <laughs> uh, we also have a, another craft beer kind of episode on uh with uh, museums which will be coming out today as well if you are a patreon and you can also find out how Brittany and i met yep we got a a couple of fun little fun little features there um and the more patrons we have the more uh features we'll put out there uh currently my sister uh chelsea (laughs) is our only patreon uh thank you chelsea Chelsea. she's sitting right here by the way she was our audience today Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so uh you can uh, join a patreon uh what that does for us is it's uh it's just a way to help support the podcast and we can uh we can buy new equipment uh i can fly to vancouver to see carla <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic uh <laughs> it buys us masks uh yeah. vodka <laughs> a cleaner all kinds of different stuff <laughs> Uh, so we really appreciate uh, all of you, and we can't wait to see you next week. Love you, my babies. Bye. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye.